AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started and to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Does your insurance agent treat you like family? Insurance Corporation is programmed to build interpersonal relationships with members of family units. We communicate on a four-name basis with all customer numbers. Only a human who knows you can create a plan that's right for you. That's why for more than 80 years, Farm Bureau Financial Services has built relationships first and plans second. It's your future. Let's protect it. Talk to a Farm Bureau agent today or visit fbfs.com protect. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 
When you meet a football player, it isn't a normal experience. They're superstars, even if you don't like to admit it. They're superstars because so much of how we feel about our football club is down to how well they perform. In the past, on the Fighting Cock podcast, we've gone on about loving the shirt, not the player in it. And that idea is still correct. But like a football club is nothing without its fans, it's also nothing without players that you can identify with. Mido, for me, was one of those players. He signed on loan from Roma with a reputation of being difficult to manage. But during his time at Ajax and Celta Vigo and Marseille, he demonstrated that he had more than enough quality to succeed at a club like Tottenham. And he did. In his first spell at Spurs, which included a brace against Portsmouth on his debut, he notched 13 goals in 36 games. But it was also his physical presence up front that gave us something that we didn't have at the time. I sat down with Mido at the Lanesborough Hotel in Knightsbridge to listen to him tell stories about Jermaine Defoe digging out Nabet, Robbie Keane's high jinks, his relationship with Mignol, and more importantly, Tottenham Hotspur as a football club. Now, I've got to say, I was quite nervous going into this. I'm not usually nervous. I've met lots of football players before from... My, my time at Ball Street but I don't know there was something about me though that he, he has an air about him a uh, laid back kind of very relaxed way about him but he, the, 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 there's still that edge there that for a uh, a mere podcaster <laughs> um, that was somewhat intimidating and, and, and I don't know what it was I can't explain it but you'll be able to hear it in this conversation still he gave us some great stuff so I hope you enjoy this hopefully Fighting Cock are going to be doing more of this stuff in the future enjoy so I never thought after uh, 13 years from watching you score two goals on your debut against Portsmouth that I'll be sitting in the Lensborough in uh, Knightsbridge <laughs> talking to you um, what 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 are you what are you doing at the moment? What what why why are you around? Why are you giving interviews to Sky Sports and and, and Talksport? I see you. Your, your presence on media seems to be much more um, common now than it has been in the past. Yeah, because I was coaching. Yeah. When, you, when you're coaching, you don't have any time. Yeah, yeah. You don't have any time for to do any media work. Um, I've been I've been working in the media for since I retired. Once I retired, I went to be in sports straight away. And even before I retired, I used to I used to present my own uh, program from here from London. Yeah. When I was playing. Um, so I love the media work. I'm mixing a little bit now between the, my coaching badges and yeah. uh, I'm doing a lot of TV work. You had success though in, uh, as a manager in in Egypt already, haven't you? You done well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we won the cup with Zamalek. I That's won the right. Cup. As the youngest coach ever in, in the Egyptian history, Egyptian football. Um, but now I want my next step to be in Europe. I, yeah. want to, I want to manage in Europe, in Europe, or become assistant to a good manager in Europe. And is that why you're doing the coaching badges in yeah, Wales now to yes. get that through the way? Yes. Maybe what, what do you think about one day managing Spurs? You mentioned that in the past. Of that, I would, I would, I would love to. Of course, not an easy thing, but to do that, I would love to. Um, I just want to go back just to the beginning when um, you played at Ghent. I've read something interesting in, in, in an interview. You said um, that you got quite homesick at the time, yes. and, you're, and, and you're, you wanted to return home, but your dad said. It's, it's not okay you can't return yes. what was what was going through your, your mind at that time you know when you're 16 yeah. you go to a different country totally different culture and in your own you know when you're 16 you're young yeah, you want yeah. to be with your friends so I felt 3-4 months uh, after after, the, after I went there I felt I felt a little bit homesick I was really homesick so I decided to go back and it's true my dad wouldn't let me yeah. my dad was very tough on, on that he's like he was like uh, this is unacceptable 
not my son will go and fail and come back. It's not uh, that's not gonna work. Yeah. You have to stay there. And to be honest to him, he came, he stayed with me a little bit. So he, he was him and his mom coming over. So I was very lucky that I had a wise uh, I have a wise dad, a guy that, uh, that that sometimes tell you the right things. Yeah, it could have been very different. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Ajax picked you up which is a massive thing because Ajax obviously remain in a huge club but for a reputation of developing young players and you join that club uh, as kind of one one of or going into being one of the key players but Ibrahimovic came through at the same time didn't he what was your relationship like with Ibrahimovic at the time very good did you feel like he was in competition with each other we were friends we were friends but uh, good competition good in football uh, this is how it works everyone do his best and the manager decides so we never let this affect our relationship but yeah we were at Ajax only one player could play of us because uh, most of the time because Ajax you know they play only with one striker they never play with two strikers Uh, yeah and to be honest back then at Ajax I was ahead of Zlatan I was I was I I grew up more as a player before him you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you're mature. Rich, yeah, I'm more mature as a, as a striker. And also, Zlatan is a great player, but this is not the way Ajax strikers play. Ajax got a system. Ajax striker has to be like Kloivert, like, uh, like uh, Mignonos playing, like... Ajax striker doesn't drop deep and try to dribble players. In their mind, Van Basten, you know, the number nine. Number nine, yeah, yeah. And Zlatan is, is, is a great top player, but the way he was playing was a little bit different than they wanted him to play. That's why he struggled a little bit to, to play at the beginning. Yeah, um, so you, you moved on from Ajax, didn't you? And uh, had to go on lo- loan to Celta Vigo, that didn't quite work out. Um, no, it did. It, it, well, it did. Did you? I, I, played, I played eight games, I scored all go- four goals. Oh, no, no, I'm sure, but in, in, in that, the, you know, I would imagine that you would want to. Why, why didn't you stay there then? What? No, because the Ajax asked. 13 million euros right. for me and back then 13 million euros was big money yeah so the only club was that was willing to pay this money was Marseille yeah but I wanted to stay at Celta okay because I qualified for the Champions League the season after it was Champions, Champions League football and I was very happy there okay. but, uh, but uh, the two clubs couldn't reach an agreement fee but, so Obviously, it was Rome, Marseille, but Spurs, Spurs came about. How did that transfer come about? Because I remember this was at a time where Spurs were in kind of a transition. We've always been in a transition, but at that time, it was like you know Edgar Davids had joined, Mido uh, was 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 brought in for fans. It was a very exciting time. How, how did that transfer come about? Ah, it was simple because my agent is the agent of Martin Young, yeah, right. So. Uh, and Martin knows me very well from uh, the, 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 Holland, the Dutch league. Dutch football, yeah. Because he was managing in Holland when I was there. So he knew that that could be a good asset for the, for the team. And Mar- I remember Martin, after my debut, like, I didn't play in the, the, the two months before that. Mm. Was you fit going into the game then? Or? Yeah, I came in. And... Uh, I, I just I just had been in, uh, in England for three or four days. I don't know, even know anyone. Yeah. I don't know the name of the players. I don't know. Right. Right. So you yeah. come in not not knowing a team or a system. Not knowing nothing. I know I, I I know I know Jermaine a little bit, Robbie Keane. Yeah. The rest I was still you know. And 
penalty, he got injured before the game. Yes. He, got, he has done his groin. So Martin, he, was, he had no other option. So he said to me, Midri, you think you can, be, you can play? So I said, I'll give you a good one. One yeah. hour. Yeah, yeah. 60 minutes. Yeah. Trust me, one hour. Right. He didn't play for a long time. I think it's better I start with uh, Robbie Kim and Jermaine Defoe together and he's eating the bench. I said, no, if I come on, I will not, uh, I will not be as good as I start. Yeah. Let me take the push from the beginning. Yeah. And he said, okay. And that was a great, that's kind of the great uh, start to your Spurs career. Because yeah. we were 1-0 we were down in that, that game against yes, Portsmouth. You did, and, and that ball over from Simon Davies was excellent, and you broke away from the defender, broke the offside trap, and the, the power at which you put in behind it. Tottenham fans didn't know me much. No. Then. But when, at the, at, when they watched, I felt that people had, like, you know, when they watched the first game, it was, yeah. it was very, very good game. Um, I think uh, you, you were part of a, a Spurs side in a time when the, this transition from in something into what we are now came about. Obviously, we had Edgar Davids, we had you, um, Michael Carrick in midfield, you know, Dawson lived the king. Um, did it feel like, well, you're aware of it being a, a kind of a, a step forward in Spurs's career at the time, yeah. or Spurs's um, prospects? Do you feel like you were part of something good? Uh, back then? Yeah, in Tottenham. Yeah, yeah sure. You know what? I believe that Tottenham, even that the club back then didn't spend a lot of money. No. But we had a very good team. Very good team. Very good, very good uh, young players and good talents. Yeah. And a good mix. We had a good mix between experienced players, international players, and young players who coming through. I remember Aaron Lennon was young. He was like 18, 17, 18 at the time. Yeah, yeah. He was homesick in London. Yeah. Martin used to ask me and Kino to go to his house and play PlayStation with him and take him out for dinners. Really? I was doing that all the time because he used to live close to me. But he was very homesick. He wanted to go back to Leeds. He didn't want to stay. Yeah. He was like crying. And oh, wow. He's, yeah. And uh, he's, he was so stressed. And I, uh, I, I, uh, I know how them boys think. So I went to him. I said, Aaron, you know what's good? He said, yeah. What? I said, you have to buy an Aston Martin. I said, sure. Did he do it? Yes. <laughs> and so buy a nice car. I, yeah. just, I just bought an uh, Aston Martin. Yeah. Like, uh, when I came to England, I bought a DB9 Vantage. So I said, Aaron, go and buy a nice car. He said, why? I said, because if you buy a nice car, you would stay in London. You wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't want to, uh, to go back to Leeds. Yeah. And he bought the car. I read an interesting uh, interview with one of your, I think it was Van der Maeda. And yeah. And he, uh, he said um, when you were young, obviously the, all the players in uh, Ajax, they drove Mitsubishis. And one day you turned up with a Ferrari. Yes. <laughs> around the a Ferrari, yeah. yeah. And it's last time I was looking at it again. I need one of those. He bought, he bought a Ferrari <laughs> afterwards, straight away. <laughs> um, I saw an interview also that you did with, um, uh, with Spurs, uh, the media guy at Tottenham. And he said something about your explosive personality. Uh, around the club, your your temperament that perhaps when you were younger wouldn't fit with being a manager. What what did he mean by that? What what behind the scenes did, was it? How you reacted to bad results or performances that didn't go your way? What, does he, no, what did I, that mean? If I'm not playing, if I'm not playing, I was a nightmare. Really? Yeah. One of the. Was difficult to. When I was younger, when I was not playing, I took things personal. Like I I I. I my head wasn't. If I'm not playing, I, I, I was doing troubles. I was a difficult player to manage. To be really, honest. very difficult. Yeah. If I'm playing, no problems. I would be there. If I'm not playing, 
I always uh, reacted uh, reacted back. I wanted to play every game and every minute. I didn't want to sit on the bench. I didn't want to be rested. I didn't. Yeah, and that's what got me into into some troubles with some of the coaches that I worked with, even with the national team. It's, 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 uh, I took it as an insult if you don't play me. Yeah, yeah. I was, like, a, I was a little bit different. Do you think that was the wrong way to be? Of course, of course, the wrong way. But do you also think then that that temperament to want to be involved all the time got you to the position of where you were, where you were an Egyptian export playing in the Premier League? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's got it's got the good side of it and the bad side. But uh, now football is changing. Also. Now, now the players are. I think the players are more professional now. Yeah. What um what was is so there's a there's a story that's been going around Tottenham fans for a long, long time, and no one really knows if it's true. Did Robbie Keane knock out? Edgar Davids in training. Uh, but I can't talk about that. Okay. I can't. I I I I I, I um, would rather not. Yeah. So in, the, in I don't tell secrets of the dressing room. No, no. no, all right, fair enough, fair enough. Um, from from a fan's perspective, you, you kind of some, you don't know the atmosphere inside a changing room, and sometimes when players say we have an excellent, uh, you know, atmosphere in the changing room. Um, but that, that story is something that's been talked about and I just thought I'd ask because you're the first person I've spoke to who's been in, in that changing room but fair enough we'll leave it there uh, uh, it's not, it's, uh, the, the day I'll never forget uh, the name before he went on Sky and they asked him who got the worst uh, style yeah. of the players so he said Naibet yeah I remember yeah, Naibet. and, and Naibet he's an older guy he was like 35 he's a legend in Morocco yeah. he, 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 would, he, could, he, he couldn't accept it Oh. and he came the next day and he was shouting at the phone really? what, are you, what are you on about you say about me I cannot dress I am uh, and he was shouting and Jermaine was scared what about that oh it was funny man he came he came straight away first thing in the morning yeah what are you talking about me you talking about me and Jermaine was like he couldn't he couldn't take it he yeah he what, uh, what other? What, could you tell me stuff about other characters in the changing room? Any, any, anything like Robbie King was, was famous for playing practical jokes, yeah. like taking people's phones. Is there anything like that you can share with us? Messaging national team managers and stuff like that. You know, yeah, I forgot my. We were playing West Brom away, and I forgot my phone uh, on the table. So I went down ten minutes later. I took it, and then at night, eleven o'clock, my agent called, rang me, right. and he was like, "Me, do what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing?" I said, "You just texted Daniel Lever, said to him, I wasn't playing then. Said texted Daniel Lever, saying that you want to leave the club and that he's a fucker." <laughs> I said, "No." I look at my phone, and it was full of messages to um, to um, to Daniel Lever. <laughs> So I, so I text Daniel. I said, Daniel, I, I, my, my phone was was with one of the guys. I yeah. wouldn't send you this uh, message. Yeah. You know, if I want something from you, I'll call you. And Daniel was fuming. Oh, really? Yeah, because it was very bad messages. Very bad. <laughs> what was he saying? You want out of the football club? And then, and then the next day, I came down for breakfast, and they were all laughing. Ah, yeah. And Kino was like, Kino and Woody are the biggest jokers. And we, yeah, yeah. Big, big joker really Was it ever go too far? No, for me nothing is too far. Right. For me, <laughs> Kino, we were at the coach, on the coach, we were going somewhere, I don't know, to play an away game, and this boy, what's his name, Jimmy O'Hara, yeah, yeah. he was just starting to date uh, Lloyd. That's right, Daniel. He was just starting to date again. So Kino took his phone, and he, cha- he, 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 he changed the number of the girl, and he put 
his number. Oh my god, so he started. Yeah, uh, so the guy, we were sitting at the back, and this guy's sitting up front, and the coach, and he's like, Baby, I love you so much. And the message is coming out, coming to us. I miss you like crazy, and this shit. I don't know how I'm gonna spend the next 48 hours without you. Oh my god. Like, all coming to us, and we're dying. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he crucified. That's uh, incredible. Uh, did, he, did he take it all right, Jamie? Uh, did he take it all right? No, Jamie, could, no, Jimmy, Jimmy couldn't take a laugh. Uh, he, he wasn't. Uh, didn't like it. No. <laughs> um, what? Um, what would you say that the, the what's the situation about you returning to Tottenham? Um, obviously, we just signed Berbatov. We've always had great strikers, and and you were a part of that that clutch at the time. But Berbatov joined. And, and then you, you signed permanently after that. Yeah. So what, what happened there? <laughs> Berba, when he first came, he wasn't playing well. No. And I was going to stay at Roma. Yeah. They, they went for Berba and I said to Martin, I stay at Roma, it's no problem. He went for another striker, it's no problem. So, um, so Martin said to me, no, it's the club, this it's the right investment. I said, okay, no problem. So Berba played two, three games yeah, and it was remember, really bad. I remember. And Martin rang me. Mido, you have to come. You have to come. I don't think this. I don't think this boy is gonna make it uh, in England. It, it looks like he's gonna need a lot of time. Please, please, uh, you have to come back to us. And I loved Tottenham. You know, I loved London. Yeah. So I came back. <laughs> but uh, when I came back, Berba started to be unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Like, fuck, yeah. When I saw him first day of training, I was like, oh, this guy is amazing. What, so just you could see the way he was playing? Ah, he's touching. Different player than me, of course. Of course. I was stronger, quicker. Yeah. And, and I'm more aggressive in the air. But Berba's uh, class, to be honest. Class. Uh, he, he's probably, in terms of just in terms of the level of player, that we, he was just so far above what we had, like, you know, what Spurs were at that time. And it, his touch and his class. Yeah, he was unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, what was your... What, what was your? Uh, you've probably been asked this a million times before, and forgive me. But what what was what was your favourite goal scoring for Spurs? What 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 did you enjoy most? Was my it go, the, my goal against Arsenal? Yeah, the header. Yeah, yes. Because we were one 0 down, and this goal was like in the 86th minute. That's right. And it, I just got in. Yeah. I just got in. And you know what happened at this uh, at this game? This game is crazy. Uh, This, this day was the 30th, the 30th, the 30th, 31st of January. Yeah. It was the last day of the transfer period. And I already had a deal. My agent, Mino, was at Manchester. I already had a deal with Manchester City. Already had a deal. Uh, just I would just sign the contract. Really? And the two clubs had a deal together, everything. I was leaving in January. But uh, Berba... Was uh, was uh, was suspended, I think, at this game. Yeah. So Martin, he came to me. I, I, I'm finished. Huh? I wasn't even with the team at the hotel. I, I'm I'm gone. Yeah, he was on your way. Yeah. Like I've done my medical and everything, like everything. So Martin called me and said, "You have to come. I have no, I have no strikers. You have to come play with me the game, and then you go." Martin, you spent a lot of time asking you to come and save us. Didn't yeah. He? <laughs> he said to me. I said, Martin, come on, for God's sake, I, I signed for another club. <laughs> and he said, no, it's the Arsenal game. You have, to. you have to come. So anyway, I said, okay, I play with you the game. I come to the hotel, I play the game. Yeah. And after, at, and at night, I go back to Manchester. The, doctor, the two doctors of Manchester City was in the dressing room after the game to do my medical. Yeah, yeah. 
in, at, at the Emirates. Yeah, yeah. So did you get it done? Yeah, everything done. I come on, I scored, and honestly, that game, like, I think I not made like three or four players from Arsenal. Yeah. I was playing. Right? Flying. I was flying. I was so good. So after the game, I got, I got in. I'm checking the hands of the players and you know saying goodbye to them. And I checked the hand of uh, Martin. Good luck, Martin. He said, "Where are you going?" I said, "Yeah." Uh, I said, I'm going to Manchester City. Yeah, yeah. He said, "No chance." If you, if you, if you see how you play today, you yeah. play like Cruyff. If you if if, if you go. Uh, I'm a crazy man. You don't go. I changed my mind. Oh, wow. So I said, yeah, but you're playing Berba. You're not playing me. He said, yeah. no, no, no. From next game you will play. Berba will not play. And and it's, and the game after we played against Fulham and I was man of the match. And then the game after against Everton, I got at the warm up I got injured, very bad injury, growing yeah. for like two months. Oh, wow. But uh, yeah, it was a big uh, rivalry, a big fight to play. Not easy at Tottenham when you have the kind of uh, Berba and Jamaican and Kino. Was the relationship good between the players? Yes, very good. Very it's good. just about, it was about who's the best for, well, the, for yeah, the. This is football. Yeah. What was it about? Uh, what was the transition like from going play pro football to not playing? Did you find that difficult? Because a lot of players f- talk about how difficult it is for them. When you retire? Yeah. So not being a professional footballer anymore. <sighs> you know what? I always say that. A lot of people ignore education when they play football. And a lot of parents, they make a big mistake, they ignore the education of the kid. Mm. And uh, this has to change. Because the reason I'm telling you that, because believe me, if you're well educated, if you're well educated, when you retire, you will not have a problem. You know what I mean? If you're well educated, you will deal with things, when you, you will choose the path you want to go through. You will, and this is, uh, I think, in this country, it's a big mistake that a lot of young boys they don't go to school when they play football, yeah. or they go for less hours. I think they should take the same education as anyone else. Mm. Because, uh, to be honest, a lot, a lot of players struggle when they when they retire because they're not educated. They don't know what to do. Mm. They don't know. Like <clears throat> now I run my own company. My, I, I run. My, I run my business. I'm doing things and all because of the education. If yeah. you're not educated, you cannot do that. So, so there's a different culture in Egypt, perhaps than, than there is in, in England. Certainly, when you're playing. No, no, no. It's a lot of players also in Egypt. They, they don't have the best education, and that's wrong. I don't believe that football players, the kids, they should get treated. They should get treated differently when it comes to education and school. Yeah. They, they must take the num- same number of educa- the same number of hours. And the same level of dedication of anyone else, because becoming a footballer that's a bonus, but this is a basic. It has not has has to change. Mm. Sometimes I remember when I was playing at Tottenham and Middlesbrough at weekdays at ten o'clock in the morning. I find a little kid, fourteen years old, in the club. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah we don't go to school. We only go to school twice per week. Oh. That's wrong. Yeah, correct. Huh? Yeah, yeah. You don't sure. you don't give them. Uh, you don't give them a uh, fair uh, chance to, 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 have a, to have a good life. This is something for me has to change in England. Uh, just going back to Spurs, finally, what, what, what do you make of Pochettino and Tottenham in the last two or three years? Like, what, do you see enough in there to perhaps go on and win Premier League trophies? Is the club being managed correctly? Is Daniel Levy the, the right man to lead us into the new stadium? And, 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 but more importantly, onto 
real success of trophies. I think uh, I think Pochettino is a great man, great top. Man. I mean, I went to last game against uh, Chelsea, and the w- the way the team was set up, and the, the the plan, the, the game plan was perfect. And um, I really liked what I saw, the way the the boys played, and they worked so hard for each other. And this is important. Uh, I, I was surprised with the amount of runs defensively Harry Kane and Son had to do. They were defending, like because to play in 4 3 1 2 system, the diamond, you need two strikers who are working hard for the team. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were brilliant. What I like about the Spurs team, to be honest, that they can play in different formations. They play with three at the back, they have the players, two wing backs who can fly and go up and down. When they play four, they can play in the diamond, they can play 4 2 3 1. Second half against Chelsea, they played 4 3 3. It's good, yeah. it's good. It's not easy because you need a lot of knowledge to, to, to get your players, and you need clever players uh, to, to, to know the different of the systems. But it's been, uh, it's been brilliant. What was, your, what, what was your dealings like with Daniel Levy? What was, what was he like to deal with? You, know, you mentioned the text message from Robbie Keane. He's, 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 he's a good man. Is he? Yeah. And I think, I think people underestimate what he's done to Tottenham. I know people, they make jokes about the stadium. and uh, It's good for the future of the club. He's building the future of the club. And even if the stadium doesn't come out now, if it's next, next season, okay. Everyone wants to go back to the. Everyone wants to go to the new stadium, but people have to be patient. It's not easy. Yeah, there's some Spurs fans who, who want him to go to sell. That's crazy. That is crazy. Isn't yeah, it's done great for the club. Yeah. And people talk, people talk about not signing new players, but keeping your best players is a big achievement. Yeah. This didn't happen before. Before we had to sell Berber, we had to sell Carrick, we had to sell Bale, Modric. Yeah, Modric. Now. <laughs> now to keep uh, Ericsson and to keep Dele Alli and to and for Hurricane to sign a new contract and uh, this is a big achievement. Mm. It's not uh, it's not easy. <coughs> okay, thank you very much, Mido. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. Ah, Thanks pleasure, so much man. for giving me your time. Pleasure. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 
Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.